Hi, Frank. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so happy to have you, everyone. We have Frank Fume II sharing his uh, wonderful business today, I9 Sports, as well as his book. He's going to talk a little bit about that, Running With My Head Down, an entrepreneur's story of passion, perseverance, and purpose. And he's going to share with us also a very interesting topic, the affluenza affair. Very interesting. I thought it had to do with having a, a flu of sorts, but no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go into all of that. Please share with the audience just a little bit about your backstory and what brought you to starting your business and writing your book. Oh, gosh. Well, I'll tell you, I, um, I've always had a passion for baseball. I was one of those kids that back when I was 10 years old, I turned my backyard into a wiffle ball field and had all the kids in the neighborhood playing in my backyard and started setting up leagues and keeping track of all the statistics. So I was sort of a baseball fanatic from a really early age. Um, and baseball kept coming, became a, was becoming really a bigger and bigger part of my life. Mm -hmm. Through college, I had this, just this crazy amount of stress that I put on myself and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. You know, so many kids that become, they know what they're going to major in. I always felt like they always had like an advantage. Like they knew what their purpose was in life. Mm. And I remember always asking my dad, what am I going to do with my life? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be? Essentially, I was asking him, what's my purpose? Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I didn't put it in so many words back then. And, you know, baseball kept coming back. And I, I started coaching my college buddies in a softball team. Uh, in a softball league mm -hmm. and then started a softball league and baseball kept coming being a bigger and bigger part and the softball league I created in Long Island we ended up growing the business to uh, nearly a thousand teams wow. while I was working in medical sales in New York and was so miserable and unfulfilled in that career mm -hmm. so it was so hard because here I am working in a career in medical sales where uh, it's a very lucrative career and something that people aspire to but I wasn't fulfilled. Mm. Yet I was fulfilled with my softball league that was making like $12,000 a year. So, you know, baseball, softball kept coming back and back in my life. And when my wife and I moved to the Tampa Bay area in 1996, I learned that the NFL was now uh, considering offering flag football programs as a outreach to communities to, to grow the game of football. Mm -hmm. And it hit me like, oh my gosh, I know how to run leagues because I had been doing it in New York. And now that we were down here and I started learning more about youth sports and was a student of the industry, mm -hmm. I would go to conferences to learn everything I could about parks and re about recreation and about leagues. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a great opportunity. So my wife and I started running a flight football league mm -hmm. and the league exploded to 600 kids in the second season. Wow. And by this time, you know, we're on, we think we're on to something. We have leagues in New York and Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a natural sort of evolution to think, okay, how can we grow it? And franchising to me was really the right way for us to grow because it would allow us to be able to grow, to have that accelerated growth mm -hmm. without the necessary capital. Mm -hmm. And so we franchised the concept, I9 Sports in 2003. And today it has over 900 locations in 30 states That's amazing. and over 2 million kids have participated in our leagues. And essentially we're in business to help kids succeed in life through sports. It's about fun, safety, convenience. We're not a cutthroat hyper competitive league, but yeah. it has really grown uh, quite a bit because it, um, it, it really speaks to people, I think, because it's really mm -hmm. what ultimately what, what folks want. They want their kids to have fun in a safe yeah. program that's convenient yeah. for their lifestyle. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh, I loved having sports as a kid. And I think as adults, we forget how much we can have fun. 
we, we don't have to wait to, okay, we go to the gym, we do exactly four to five minutes of activity, and then we run home, make dinner. It's like, we, what we lose is, I think, as adults is we realize that we could just go and, you know, do some, you know, throw some ball or something. We don't really have to movement or, or getting some exercise in. Exercise is really just play. And, and I think we forget that play. So I, I love that you have this concept that gets kids involved because how many kids are sitting at home playing with their iPhone or their computer or television and they're not moving. And, and for me as a kid, I lived in Virginia growing up. So it was great to get out there and play with other kids, get in the swimming pool, run around. I mean, yeah, we, you, my mom couldn't get us in in the evening. It was great. Uh, yeah. Right. That's right. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Of course, it, it, things have changed and evolved, but the one constant that we've had since, mm -hmm. you know, before we were kids and people playing sports is kids play sports to have fun. They yeah. want to win. And there's, there's a way that you can teach kids how to win with grace and lose with dignity and competition can be healthy, but it can't be up at all costs. So yeah. I feel very fortunate that I ended up finding something that I love to do is my passion. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I was able to, to share it with others and it has grown. So it's, uh, it, it's very, it's been very fulfilling. Yeah. You know what I love about your story here is that so many people say, I don't know what my passion and that was me until forties. Actually, I found out about broadcasting very late and, and then got started and then realized, wow, I just love this. I, I will come home now from doing my day job and be super exhausted, turn on the mic, do some interviews, and boom, all this energy comes out of nowhere. And, and that's how I think you know when you're on the path of doing what you're supposed to do here. Um, but what I love about your story is you're like, okay, what do I do to put my passion, baseball, use sports in my everyday life? And you found a great way to do it, but also serve the market and serve the community in such an awesome way. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's... you. You know, honestly, starting out, you don't think of that. I didn't think as a 20-something-year-old, I'm going to change the world by giving kids an opportunity to play sports. And I've just had some incredible experiences where we've had, we've changed kids' lives. Mm -hmm. Some of the impact we've had from parents has been absolutely incredible um, of getting feedback from them that their kids didn't, you know, the kids lack confidence. Mm -hmm. They, uh, they suffer from autism. They, and, and they didn't feel like they were part of, could be part of a team, that they feel like they can be part of online sports or the fact that they never played sports and were intimidated and they've had a great experience. So it has been incredibly fulfilling. And I think ultimately that's what we're, we're looking to do. What we need to do in our life is be for, to have, to have our purpose, to find our purpose in life. And that's really what my, my book is about. It's how I pursued my passion, discovered my purpose. Yeah. Because, you know, life's really, it's leaving little clues along the way. Mm. Starting that little wiffle ball league as a 10-year-old, uh, managing my softball team, starting a softball league, yeah. uh, stumbling on flag football, then franchising the concept. But here's the thing I like to say, Christine, is that I believe our purpose in life is always evolving and changing as we go through life. Because honestly, when I started my softball league, to me, that was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing what I want to love. This mm -hmm. what I love. This is it in my life. Mm -hmm. But look, it led to I-9 Sports. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here with you today. Uh, I've sold the majority interest in I-9 Sports two years ago. I'm still yeah. a minority owner. I'm on the board of directors. I right. love the company with all my heart. But mm -hmm. I-9 Sports, as great as it has been for the past 17 years, it was a mission in my life of one mission to the next. And yeah. today, I want to help entrepreneurs pursue their passion, discover their purpose, getting through all the challenges from burnout to 
uh, deal with affluenza or the, uh, the entrepreneur identity crisis, all those yeah. things I went through, I want to help. Explain that for people. The affluenza affair, and, and it's very interesting. Uh, there's a moment in your life you start, like you were talking about, you, you're thinking, this is what I'm going to do forever. I found my purpose. And then you're 10 years in, you're like, oh my, I cannot do this anymore. Because it begins, what it is, is an evolutionary process. Uh, the journey in life is never like, boom, we're done, and this is what we're going to do forever. I think right. it evolved like it did for you. And I think that's what happened with Andre. Share that for us, what the affluenza affair is all about. So to me, the affluenza affair is, look, we work so hard to get our business off the ground, right? And I think the number one trait to be successful in business is hunger. If you don't have the hunger, you're not going to be successful because you have to grind through those early years and get through it. So what happens, I notice with people, and I've only noticed this also, not just with myself, but yeah. being in franchising, I've been around hundreds of entrepreneurs myself that mm -hmm. I've coached as my franchisee. So I've seen this firsthand. And what we all go through as business owners is... We go through the struggle, we go through the crisis, we get through that grind. And once we get to that part of success, mm -hmm. sometimes we're get, we get so exhausted from the path we've been on and how long it took to get there, that once we start getting that taste of success, we start to get that, catch that breath. Yeah. Exactly. But sometimes catching that breath means we start experiencing affluenza, which means to me, it's inflammation of the affluent it's when you finally have made some money and you start to put on the brakes well i've got a couple of things that are i think are really important to share about the affluenza affair okay. number one i don't think anybody is immune to it i think it doesn't mean you're uh you know you're not doing the right job or anything i think we're human and we go through that grind like i said mm -hmm. the, the second thing about the affluenza affair is i think you have to look internal why is this happening? Are you experiencing burnout? Mm. Have you been doing the same thing for so long? Maybe the company needs something different. Mm. For me, I went through this identity crisis where me and the business were one and the same. We were intertwined. Mm. I believed I was the business and the business was me. Mm -hmm. And that's really can be detrimental to the company, of course, but it's something we go through because let's face it, when the business starts, you are the business. And the business is you, mm -hmm. but your company, if you truly love it, it needs more than, it needs more than sometimes you can just give, give it. Yeah. So I hired, in my case, I hired a CEO to come in and uh, initially be the president and CEO of our company. And Brian's been with our companies since 08. Actually, he was a consultant back in 05, mm -hmm. but I brought somebody in that can help complement my weaknesses. So mm -hmm. we've been really yin and yang the whole time where He's more of that, uh, he can put operational focus on something and he's great at systems and processes mm. where I come in as a crazy visionary and come in with all these crazy ideas and he yeah. can kind of put it in place. Mm -hmm. So what happens when we have this affluenza affair is we get to this stage of our business where for me it was, what's next? Mm. I don't feel like, I feel like at some point my vision was complete because yeah. our company grew so much. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, I never expected to get 900 locations, 30 states, 2 million kids playing in our leagues. That was the furthest from my mind mm -hmm. as much as I wanted to be super successful. Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where my vision for the leagues or the vision for the business was to have this, to be the market leader. Mm -hmm. We got there. And when I got to the top, it was almost like, oh no, mm -hmm. this is what I've been striving for. And I'm so grateful for what I have. But you need now to redefine. It's not everything. You have to kind of redefine who you are and what you want.
Mm-hmm. So this affluenza affair means give your company what it needs. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean you. It's mm-hmm. bringing on the right people. Yeah. It's taking a break. In my case, it was selling the majority share of my company because my company no longer needed me mm-hmm. the way it used to. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I'll always be founder. Mm-hmm. I love the baby. <laughs> but my baby grew up. It yeah. got married. It had kids. Now it's going off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone off. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I love that you're saying this because and sometimes uh, entrepreneurs like myself were reaching burnout before I even reached the, the level of where I want to be success-wise. But sometimes what I love about when you get to the point where you're starting to get exhausted and burnout is that's when your body and your spirit is trying to tell you, okay, what do you need to examine here that's not working that maybe you need to shift um, cross correct and then keep going forward uh, and that was for me my, my health was taking a downturn my husband had some stuff going on so I took a break we, we actually um, shut the show down which I'm sure you're aware of uh, mm-hmm. for several months just to get a handle on things to see where our next direction was and sometimes just taking that breather lets you come out in a bigger way and in a way that you can serve your market better uh, and then also as you said and I've, I've heard this from other business owners where you're doing so well you're like oh, I don't need to call clients we're all good and then you know, the market shifts and then all of a sudden you don't have those clients anymore. And, and that's oh, another problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, look, complacency is the ultimate uh, evil, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen even in sports, some of the greatest teams that win a Super Bowl, that win a World Series or NBA final, don't repeat the next year. Mm-hmm. Why? They still have the same players and mm-hmm. often it's complacency. So that affluenza affair comes back to bite you. Once you start believing your own press, <laughs> that's when you, you know that's when you're starting to head backwards yeah I think that it all comes down to gratitude Christina I think if you for me here's been my secret to success it has been I've treated the business like I could lose it tomorrow oh awesome I don't care if I, I I've always thought of it just the way I started day one because mm-hmm. really look all of us start our business because there was an open space in the market right your competitors at some point started looking the other way. They started having that affluenza. You, some, in some cases, we only exist because our competition got lazy. Certainly in my industry, it's a very fragmented industry. Mm-hmm. Our competitors are lazy. So we found that open space. So don't be the victim to the way you even got into the industry. And that's for me, is all about uh, staying hungry. So that's why you have to play tricks with yourself mm-hmm. to do not fall prey to that affluenza affair and uh, keep growing because yeah. because ultimately progress leads to happiness. So you have to continue to grow. Yeah. Always stretch yourself past that point of comfortableness into uncomfortableness where growth happens. This has been so wonderful having you share all of this today, Frank. I want us to not leave here before you tell everyone where they can get your book, where they can find out more about you. Let them know that. Awesome. Okay. Well, my book is coming up October 1st. Again, running with my head down. It's available on Amazon on pre-order. It's going to be in all bookstores and in airports nationwide. Um, I can be also reached on my website, Frank Fumi. That's F-I-U-M-E.com. I'm very active on Instagram. It's at Frank Fumi, F-I-U-M-E-I-I. Um, and um, I would love to interact with folks. So if they would love to get in touch with me, I'd love to talk with them. Thank you. Wonderful, Frank. Thank you so much for coming today to Savvy Broadcasting to share your great gifts. I'm, I'm very grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christina. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 
If you like this episode, please share and leave your comments. To find out more about paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com.